Hello and welcome to another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time we're talking about Supergirl Season Nine, uh, Season Two, Episode Nine, Supergirl Lives. So I, I was also thinking that the uh, the Kryptonians disappeared, and uh, I mean not that they were going to be in every episode, but like Livewire and Silver Banshee have not been heard from since Season One. I wonder how much of Season One just sort of got not retconned exactly, but swept under the rug when they moved to the CW. I guess we'll find out going forward, but that's not important for this episode. What is important for this episode is that we open uh, in Meteor Raz. Supergirl is chasing some jewel thieves uh, who fire a rocket-propelled grenade at her, and it explodes and forces her backward, as many things in this universe do not. Uh, as we know, a car hitting a superhero does not make them fly backward. No, the superhero can simply plant themselves and ignore physics, uh, but this um, rocket-propelled grenade does uh, force Supergirl back. And in retaliation, she somehow blows up the end. I mean, she uses heat vision, right? But the end of the van, the back end of the van, blows up, and the van, like, lifts into the air, and it's really strange, uh, because there were two dudes in the back of that van who somehow make it out just fine. They are not smashed against the sides of the van or against the street or anything like that. They make it out only to run into Guardian, who who beats them. And that's, okay, not super important. The big important thing is that uh, Wynn is sitting in a van, and uh, James tells him, hey, there's someone headed your way. So Wynn opens the door, hits a dude right in the face, and then does a bit of an early victory lap, which is a problem because the dude gets up, punches him a couple times, knocks him down, pulls a gun on him, and is about to kill him when Guardian shows up and saves him. Great! Uh, this is going to affect Wynn for the length of this episode because that's how long it takes to psychologically scar and heal in Supergirl. Um, the only other important thing about this uh, uh, escapade is that in the next morning... Supergirl and James are both bothering Snapper Carr with their versions of the event. James, of course, is pro-Guardian. Kara is pro-Supergirl. And uh, Snapper is pro-Danish and Coffee. He is, like, he is so one-dimensional that he's just grumpy. That's it. That's his whole shtick. He's just grumpy and angry at everything that prevents him from... I don't know, being a newsman, I guess, maybe, but even that's not super well-defined. He's just grumpy and angry at stuff. Uh, in the meantime, there's a thing where uh, um, a word mother comes in and says that her daughter is missing. Uh, Kara, of course, takes this on because she takes everything like that on. Snapper Card does not think it's important news, but she doesn't care. Uh, we see a scene with Alex and Maggie, and they're super happy. Uh, I should stop using the word super as an adjective in this show. It might confuse people. Because, for a while, Superman... Basically, if you stuck the word super in front of anything, it was one of his powers. Superman actually has... Uh, there's a comic where he, um, he demonstrates his ability in super weaving. That's right. Super weaving was one of his powers in the 60s. Uh, so, in order to avoid confusion, I'm going to try to stop using the word super, but they're very happy. Uh, Maggie's wearing one of Alex's shirts. Alex is overjoyed by this. It's a really nice, it's a sweet, like, little breakfast scene. It's really cool. Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. Uh, so, okay, 
So we know there's a missing girl. Snapper doesn't think it's important. We see James Urbaniak, uh, or as you might know him, Dr. Venture of the Venture Brothers. Uh, that would be the, the non-cool uh, Dr. Venture. Um, and uh, he leads uh, this dude over to a, a basically a warehouse space. He says, hey, stand here. Um, the blood work looks good. And dude's like, hey, what's next? And he fires up a thing that sheds purple light, and then two goons come and grab the dude, and we don't know what happens. Will we find out? Yes, of course we will. There's a scene between Kara and Monel at a bar. Monel is working at a bartender. Kara uh, asks for a club soda. Monel doesn't know what a club soda is. Uh, but later on, um, she. Uh, he meets her at the uh, at the Catco offices uh, to, I guess, make amends for giving her the wrong drink, or just to hang out, or just because he doesn't like work. And then they go check out the whole James Urbaniak thing. They found out that there are a bunch of uh, missing persons, and that the single uh, common feature is that they've all gone to this place to have blood work done which seems like actually something that's relatively easy to find, so I'm not sure uh, about the aliens. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> there are aliens, yes. Uh, well, I am i don't know whether you could have figured that out from what I said, but yeah, uh, long story short, the purple light thing is an alien portal. Uh, Wynn basically describes it as a stargate. It pretty much is. It takes people to a place called the Slaver's Moon in the Arcturus system, Arcturus, for those of you at home, is a red star, so when Kara and Monel get there, they don't have powers. Well, Kara and Monel are getting uh, forcibly transported to a place that they later find out is, uh, well, they later realize is called the Slaver's Moon. Back at the DEO headquarters, Wynn is freaking out about the fact that he almost died, and he quits being Guardian's uh, other part. He, he says he's not going to go out in the field anymore. He's very upset by the whole thing. Uh, so we assume that that, of course, is going to be going to be the end of their partnership. Then uh, we find out that Supergirl is missing. They can't figure out where they she went. Uh, Alex goes to take a look and sees the the big portal thing back at the base. They figure out where the portal goes. Uh, they figure out that she doesn't have any powers. And Wynn's like, that's great, we got John Jones, and John is like, no, the air is toxic to Martians, some sort of silicate something or other. And then Maggie shows up, and Alex freaks out and is like, I can't be happy, I was happy for five minutes, and it's like, look, no, this is not going to work, uh, you got to go, you got to leave. Which is a bit of an overreaction to me. Uh, and also, like, it's one episode into them having a relationship, and we're already having... Rocky stuff. I mean, I get that relationships have trouble, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but, like, for crying out loud, let them, have, let them have a honeymoon period first, please, before we get into this kind of nonsense. So Alex assembles a strike team. Uh, Kara and Monel have met uh, uh, an alien who goes by the name of Joe, who speaks some English, which is pretty great. Uh, he tells him where they are. Monel's like, okay, this is Slaver's Moon. We can't do anything about this. I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. And Kara's like, we are getting into that base. And getting into that base, they sure do. They get into the alien's base by pretending to be slaves. Uh, they are shown to the human lockup. Apparently none of the humans have been purchased yet. And Kara tells everybody not to worry. 
and she's going to get him out. Uh, she also tells him she doesn't have powers. This doesn't super inspire... <laughs> I did it again, sorry. This doesn't go a long way toward inspiring the people in the cell, but they look somewhat more confident than they did when they first got there. And then, uh, surprise, surprise, Roulette shows up and is like, yeah, you forced me to this, uh, but I'm... She actually says I've taken human trafficking to the next level at some point. Um, she says that. That is a line in the show that is said by a character. Um, so we're all going to have to live with that now. Just want I just want you to know we're all going to have to live with that. Uh, Alex uh, gets her strike team together. Jean gives her something and says, remember, we can only take one of these. And then says, I need Wynn to come with me. And Wynn, of course, freaks out. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Alex tells him that she, too, was scared her first day out in the field. And Wynn says, okay, I'll go. And that's it for the psychological trauma that caused him to really freak out and quit going into the field with Guardian and tell James off and uh, was just be, you know, just be really afraid and really upset. That's it. Alex tells him that she was afraid too, and that's all he needs to overcome this, what looked like severe psychological trauma. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, a dominator comes to buy everybody in the human holding cell. Fancy that, a dominator in this universe, who's probably also looking for metahumans, which is why I was thinking about Livewire and Silver Banshee, who are nowhere to be seen, certainly not in this batch of humans. So perhaps the dominators are here to study humans to see if there are any metas, and when they decide that it's basically only aliens and maybe a couple of cyborgs, they might, you know, just forget about this Earth in this universe. Who knows? Who knows what the dominators are doing? I assume they're not aware of what was happening on Earth One, uh, but I, I could be I could be wrong about that. So uh, they're shown that the Dominator is going to be their new owner. The Dominator goes away. James Urbaniak comes back. He's going to take him down to a holding cell or whatever, transfer them over to the Dominator. Supergirl says no. People uh, zap her with these cattle prod slash gun things with what looks like electricity, and as always, when Supergirl is standing in front of a bunch of people getting hit with electricity, the crowd is very inspired and comes to her rescue immediately, which is what they do, resting the guns from their alien captors with ease, turning them upon their jailers, and forcing James Urbaniak and Roulette into the cell that they just vacated, and then they start running through the alien base. At about the same time that Alex's strike team blows open the alien base. Now, here's another thing. The aliens, like I said, not terribly prepared. They didn't have a watch outside or alarms or anything that were, would perhaps indicate that an armed group of strangers has approached their slave fortress and is attempting to get in. And that, I feel, is on them. I I can feel no sorrow or sympathy or, or anything for these aliens who are too idiotic to perhaps think that someone might be upset about them slaving and come for them. So they definitely deserved what they got. Also, they're slavers, so, you know, kick them in the nuts. Uh, Alex and Supergirl meet up. Everybody starts running away. They're running back to the, uh, the portal. Uh, I should say that Monel is holding off some, uh, some gunfire at the back, a little laser fire. He gets hit with something. It's not superpower, <laughs> sorry, it's not 
extremely powerful. It doesn't kill him. It knocks him back a few feet. He gets up. And then the Dominator says something to the guy with the gun. The Dominator says, no, this one cannot be harmed. Then turns to Monel, says something to him, and bows, which is weird. So I'm sure we'll find out more about that later. Everybody's running for the portal. Monel is saying, start the car, start the car. Uh, oh, right, win before they get to the portal. Before that happens, one of the alien guys sneaks up on him and punches him. Win grabs a rock knocks the alien's pistol out of his hand, clubs him over the head a few times, and in that moment instantly gets over his fear of being out in the field so that when the others come around yelling, start the car, start the car, he gets that portal working and they start funneling people through it. And they're just about ready to go when somehow the one woman that Supergirl came to save, the woman whose mother said she was missing, is being grabbed by one of the aliens and dragged back to the fortress. Supergirl runs after her, and Alex tosses the thing that Jean gave her after Supergirl, and it explodes in a burst of yellow sunlight. So a quick word about various types of sunlight. The minute that Supergirl is under a red sun, she instantly absorbs that energy, and all of her yellow sun powers go away. The minute yellow sun energy shows up she instantly absorbs that energy and all of her powers come back so that's what happens she blows up a spaceship she threatens to zap a guy he runs away she takes the woman whose mother was looking for her through the portal everybody's happy they're all on the other side and then she blasts the control panel of the portal with her heat vision and done well of course not quite there's a few more things that are going on um it's it's all wrap up uh, the woman, uh, Carr brings the, the missing woman to cat, the Catco offices. The mother and daughter reunite. It's very touching. She tells Snapper Carr that she's going to lead with her heart rather than her head. He grumbles and is surly. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the scene. Wynn goes in to tell Jimmy, hey, I'm ready to go back in the field. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and I got these alien rocks and you might protect Earth, but I protect the stars. It's basically him just having a, a really uh, self-celebratory moment. That's that's what he's doing. That's what Wynn's doing right there. Alex and Maggie make up. Uh, Alex is like, I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, and this happens. And then Supergirl went missing, and Maggie figures out that Supergirl is Kara, because Kara is the only one that Alex gets that upset about. And Maggie's like, okay, you can do this once. And again, I... I Breaking up with your SO because of unrelated stuff, like, I really want this, I'm glad I'm dating you, work stress, no, I can't be happy, you've got to leave, is peak CW, will they, won't they? Uh, even after it's been established that they most definitely will, CW's trying to push it back to won't. So we've moved from the won't meter back to the will meter. Uh, Maggie and Alex are... Uh, officially back together after having been officially broken up for most of the length of this show. Uh, let's see. Monel and Supergirl have a talk. It's it's actually really flirty. Uh, Monel decides that he wants to be a superhero like Supergirl. He's going to get a suit at some point. I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, he also was talking about a cape, but he can't fly. I mean, Batman has a cape and he can't fly, but uh, I mean, I think Batman can pull off a cape. I don't think uh, I don't think Monel can. Uh, and then the very last thing we see, the very last thing we see is back in the alien base. James Urbaniak is unhappily surveying the wreckage 
of what used to be a pretty good slave castle, and then two mysterious masked figures show up and ask where Monel is, and James Urbaniak says he's at he's on Earth, he's gone to Earth, and one of them shoots him with a disintegrator beam. Poor James Urbaniak. If you ask me, a waste of James Urbaniak. Having him as the seedy alien showing up a few times would have been pretty cool. All right, that is it for this episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse, as always. Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're having a good day, and I'll see you next time.